from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Liana Holston. And I'm Sienna Jekyll. And hey, welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe space for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching Modern Times. Number 78 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this industrious old film. This film was industry. (laughs) Intolerance. (laughs) It definitely had intolerance vibes, like, for sure. (laughs) Liana, Uh, did you know anything about this film? Kind of. I'll play you my prediction for it. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Hi, Sienna. It's Liana. I'm about to watch Modern Times. Mm -hmm. I... Fucking, it's Chaplin, so it'll be yes. black and white, silent antics. Probably a woman will fall in love with him for sort of no justifiable reason, <laughs> and she'll be very young. Uh huh. And other than that, I don't know, bowler hat, big shoes, big pants. The classic Luke from him. Love you. Bye. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. It's the same movie we've already seen twice. You get what you get. <laughs> you get what you expect when it comes to old Charlie. Yeah. Did you know anything about Modern Times specifically? Uh, let's play my prediction. Yes. I think I say it in there. Hi, Liana. This is Sienna. I'm about to watch the film Modern Times. You know what? I've been waiting for this one. I know it's Charlie Chaplin, our friend. So and I know... Well, he's really kind of a bad guy, but oh, wow. this is his movie where he's in like a factory. It's industry, baby. Mm-hmm. I've seen scenes of it in college. Ah. 
I think that there will be a moment where he, a factory, an assembly line goes too fast for him. Maybe he'll get caught under some large piece of junk or machinery at some point. In a um, way. And I'm looking forward to it. Basically. All right. I love you. Goodbye. Wow. I forgot I was so excited for it. It's almost, you saw it like borderline majored in, in film studies is, is how it's sounding. The kind of what with just all the so things. many of these movies you've already seen part of in college. I think that American studies, they just don't have a lot to teach us. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> no, there'll be like a lot of clips like they show us a lot of movie clips for some reason. I guess what is American studies? Is it like media specifically? Yeah, the stuff oh. I would study. We, I studied a lot of American media and, and to show us like the cultural moment, they would uh-huh. do this a lot. Huh. But I don't remember where I saw this, but I saw specifically the scene in the factory, the feeding scene. Yeah. Oh, I think that's okay. one of the more famous ones from okay. it. But I couldn't have predicted what the rest of the movie was like. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had high hopes. Okay. And uh, I'll explain. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ooh, okay, great. I'm very intrigued. But before that, Sienna, could you please, um, could you please assemble a synopsis of the film Modern Times? I will certainly read what I wrote down. <laughs> Modern Times. Charlie Chaplin works at a factory, then gets a nervous breakdown from working at the factory, (laughs) then he goes to jail. (laughs) Despite loving it there, he is eventually released. He meets a beautiful street urchin whose age is not disclosed. The two of them try to find work, experiencing many goofs and gags along the way. Eventually, they both get jobs, then they lose them. In the end, they walk off into the sunset, determined to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and make a life. USA. 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 <laughs> and it's just classic The Little Tramp. I mean, it's what else could you classic want? Classic The Little Tramp. The end. Hmm. Yay. Yay. Yeah. He seemed old. He was. He seemed extra old in this movie. And he was doing stuff that I just know he was like, guys, I want to try something new this Mm -hmm. time. That is exactly how it felt. I really was like, the premise of this movie is they gave him a huge budget. Yes. And he was like, okay. I'm going to do everything that I've had written on at the bottom of my notes. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah. Well, Liana... I would love to hear the historical context for this movie. A silent hello to you, (laughs) and welcome to the historical context for modern times. The 1936 sort of silent film. Uh, Mm. Partially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This was the last screen appearance of The Little Tramp. (gasps) And then he died. (laughs) He was launched into the sun. <laughs> wow. Okay. The Little Tramp, according to charliechaplin.com, a totally not biased source, was, quote, the most universally recognized fictional image of a human being in the history of art. <laughs> <laughs> of a human being? I know. What about Jesus? Fictional. Oh. Whoa. Interesting. Interesting. Sienna thinks Jesus was made up. No, 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 I don't. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that. God, I, mean, I don't think Jesus that. Jesus in art is white, and that is very fictional. Yes. So, you know, I agree. With, I would like to say I agree with that. <laughs> I don't know if the listeners know where I stand. I'd like to say I agree with that. Paulette Godard, the, the leading lady of the film, uh, fucking surprise. Chaplin married her too. He keeps marrying them. <laughs> he won't not marry his co star. Oh my gosh. I hate him. 
They met in 1932 when she was 21 years old. They are 21 years apart, Charlie and, and Paulette. And she became his third wife. They were married from 1936 to 1942. And allegedly, unlike the rest of his wives, their divorce was amicable. Oh. <laughs> so I guess that's something. And she wasn't a, a minor when yeah. they met. Yeah. So, you know, that's something. She could legally drink mm-hmm. and their divorce wasn't tragic tragic and horrible (laughs) here's something also from charliechaplin.com which is such a worrying statement quote chaplin's sons charlie jr and sydney looked up to paulette as a big sister and loved to play with her and have her around oh wow oh wow and i read that and i said ah because yeah that's not a huge age gap i don't think between her and his children Paulette Godard also later in her life was married to Eric Maria Remarque for 12 years, who was the author of All Quiet on the Western Front. Fascinating. Fascinating. A very fun fact for me specifically. And she ended up making 47 films in her decades-long career. So, slay Paulette. Talkies, when Modern Times came out in 1936, had been around for about a decade, and Chaplin had considered having, you know, talking in the movie, but ultimately the only human voices heard are filtered through some sort of like technological device, Mm. like his boss on FaceTime, or that guy pitching himself through a phonograph. (laughs) Right. Um, Except that is actually Charlie Chaplin's voice when he sings his little... No way. ...little song. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it was, it obviously wasn't like Les Mis rules where he was recorded right. in the room. Yeah, I, I'm still but shocked yeah. though, because I thought that was some Italian man. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I was like, is this, well, we'll get to it. Do you uh, know okay. if he knew this would be his last film as a little tramp? That's what I forgot to Google, but it seemed sort of like it. Like he was kind of phasing it out. Right. Because, and we'll sort of get to this, he ended up going on a world tour a few years previously, and that impacted all of the subsequent films that he ended up making. I think mainly, though, it was the fact that talkies had really come in and he was like, yeah, there's just no there's no future for the little tramp in yeah. this world, because if he starts talking, I lose so much of the international audience. No, it makes sense. Mm. It, yeah. Um, Chaplin composed the score, which is so annoying. And on Chaplin composing the score, also from his website, they said, quote, Chaplin gave his arrangers and conductors a harder time than usual, <laughs> with the result that the distinguished Hollywood musician Alfred Newman walked off the film. Uh, <laughs> so he just was kind of a dick. <laughs> Once yeah, again. We knew that. We knew that. The Hollywood premiere of Modern Times was February 12th, <gasps> 1936. Oh my gosh. Sienna's birthday. Wow. Just a few short decades before Sienna arrived at Grauman's Chinese Theater, which opened in 1927. I almost said it was 41 years before I was born, which means I think I'm born in the 70s. That kind of... I would have thrived. You really would have. Chaplin's world tour was from 1931 to 1932. He left on February 13th and returned on June 16th of the next year and toured Europe and Southeast Asia. It started, it kicked off with a tour to promote City Lights, that movie that we watched all those years ago. Wow. (laughs) Back when we were young. And on this tour... Chaplin met with world leaders, politicians, celebrities, including Winston Churchill, Mahatma Gandhi, Albert Einstein, and he wrote a travel memoir about his travels called A Comedian Sees the World, which must be the most annoying book on the planet. (laughs) 
It was published as a set of five articles in Woman's Home Companion from September 1933 to January of 1934. And then in 2014, uh, Lisa Haven compiled it into an actual book for the first time, including like his notes and annotations. The world tour was sort of an education for Charlie Chaplin in world politics and economics of the time. Again, it was from 1931 to 1932. So a tumultuous time to be seeing Europe in that sort of interwar period. He saw the food lines and poverty in America, in Germany, in England, in Southeast Asia, very generally is the region that they described (laughs) tour covering. Um, And said Lisa Haven, the author who compiled the book in 2014, quote, the American depression was not American. It was worldwide. So this was, you know, peak depression. He was seeing the world and the ramifications that the depression was having on it. And that tour then influenced pretty much every film he made. He made after it. So Modern Times, The Great Dictator, he made in 1942. That was after seeing like the rise of fascism in uh Germany on his tour and whatever the fuck other movies he ended up making. Finally, a brief timeline of the Great Depression, because the movie is was released in 1936 and like loosely is set in that same time. Mm-hmm. In October of 1929, the stock market crashes, as we all freaking know from previous episodes of this podcast. In 1930, four million Americans are out of work and the Dust Bowl begins across the Southern Plains. In 1931, up to six million are out of work and the country's industrial production has dropped by half, which you sort of see in the movie it's like a roller coaster of a lot of industry, industry yeah. drops, industries back, Yeah, kind of reflecting the actual time. In 1932, 15 million Americans were unemployed, and by early 1933, thousands of banks had closed their doors. This was interesting. In 1934, uh, FDR was now president, and the SEC was created to monitor the stock market and prevent future abuses from happening that led to the 1929 stock market crash. Wow. Just so much happened in the 30s, yeah. governmentally, that actually was like long-term good. Yeah. I mean, that, the Works Progress Administration, the Social Security Program, when it was invented, it did not include Black people, so it was not actually helpful for all Americans, but in the long run, just mm-hmm. things that were designed to be just robust systems that actually helped the people actually that the country was supposed to be serving. Assisting the public. Oh, crazy. Um, and then finally, from 1935 through 1943, the Works Progress Administration, or WPA, which was a permanent jobs program, employed 8.5 million Americans. So shouts wow. out to FDR, mm-hmm. TY for all of the various stuff that you did. TY, FDR. Uh, absolutely active decade for him. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, takes us up to 1936 when Modern Times is set. So sort of seeming like the WPA is in effect and people are coming back to the factories. That sort of felt like the vibe by the end of the movie, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the end of the historical context for Modern Times. Thank you so much, Liana. You're welcome. Any questions, concerns, comments? I do have one question that you don't have the answer to. Um, what was up with cocaine okay. in the 1930s? <laughs> I had no idea. We'll have to get to that in our phone notes. That was wild. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with this movie. Some things <laughs> happened in this and I, it was like, what? Oh, I, gobsmacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the absolute correct word for it. It's as the little tramp once said. (laughs) We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Liana, shall we move on to our phone notes? Please. I would love to look at the phones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's just a little bit of slapstick humor for you. To kick off the the Chaplin pod, the third Chaplin pod. I would love to look at the notes you took on your phone during the movie. Of course. I also wondered, (laughs) yeah, I asked the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. You said, the fuck is a gaming? And I was pronouncing it gammon. I Googled it. It's a street urchin, apparently. I also Googled it, and it is a street urchin, apparently. Okay, well, there you go. But that's the woman character. That's what she's called. Normally, it's like flower girl or gorgeous Blind lady. Yeah. But this was a word I'd never seen or heard before in my life. Right. Actually, can you look up what I uh, called her? You, what? you're going to have to search banana in my notes as well, because Sienna, you've said, what is with this thespian banana imp? <laughs> and you said feral banana woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was a feral impish. Thespian. Thespian banana. urchin. Banana. <laughs> woman. <laughs> Which I guess, you know, summed up into one word, I guess gammon kind of covered all of that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They knew what they were doing with that one. This movie, it opens on a factory that was kind of, it was exaggerated, whimsical, Mm -hmm. almost sci-fi in Mm -hmm. its... It's like it's kind of futuristic. Like they have screens that the boss, yes, the boss who's doing a puzzle, <laughs> he will every now and then look into a screen and be like, "Work faster!" Yes. He really can sort of FaceTime his yeah workers. He'll FaceTime the big shirtless manly man who pulls the lever that turns on the factory. Hell yeah! And then, the only thing it turned on. Am I right? <laughs> come on, come on. Okay, come on. Hell yeah! We high fived. <laughs> I love a Chaplin film. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's the case. 
He is very, very talented. Yes. He does great gags. Sure. He knows how to put on a show. Mm-hmm. He's obviously been doing it since he was like four years old. <laughs> yeah. And then just making everybody's life hell until he could get the shot he wanted. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah. This one? Yeah. What's your what's your general vibe? Because I'm sensing it's... I was just a bit disappointed. Hell yeah. It was a bit weak. Yeah. And I know he's... He's been, uh, he's probably run through a lot of the best gags. I was, it was feeling redundant with some of these gags. Yeah. Or predictable. Nothing will top the dance of the rolls from the gold rush. That was the hottest thing he's ever done in history. Amazing. And anything after that is like, (laughs) no. Okay. (gasps) My general vibe on the movie was, and I think I've had this with other Southern, Southern, Jesus, silent (laughs) films on the list. It just felt like a nightmare where you're trying to get somewhere, but you can't get there. Oh, and and I hated it. There were a few in this one that I particularly was extremely frustrated by as mm, well. Yeah. The duck. The duck, I felt like I was in hell. <laughs> it was horrifying. It was awful. He could He's not. He's just trying to serve a duck to this customer who's been there over an hour. And the customer, he looked so distressed. He was so mad and so hung. He was so hangry. Oh. And rightfully so. And this duck was just not getting this to the huge, table. This uh, huge, a crowd of people were out there dancing. It was very funny and very, very difficult to watch. It really felt like a waking nightmare. It, it was very dark on some level. Well, definitely. Like what it's critiquing, I guess critiquing or just having fun with is mm-hmm. um, capitalism. Industry. Industry. Yes. Like everybody is a cog in this machine and mm-hmm. like he literally has a nervous breakdown from like doing his little assembly line job. Yeah. And then he has a really hard time finding work later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's... It, it's sad. It's very sad. It's really sad. <laughs> about the way that employment in the country works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he is the one who blows up the factory though. So. It blows up? He oh, like, that's right. He that's like right. explodes everything. So then later in the movie, they're like, we're opening it up again. Oh. He's like, yes, work. I finally am going to have work. I'll finally be able to be a lot, like have a home and I'll finally have purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Sianna, you have said, <laughs> is this a good meal? Is this what we should be eating? Follow up. Liana, what did you eat for dinner last night? <laughs> Okay, this was when, oh, when they have the eating machine, which was very funny to me. Oh, yeah. The meal they had that they prepared Mm -hmm. for these workers to eat every day Mm -hmm. to save time was thin soup, five chunks of bread. Yes. Oh, is that what that was? Yes. Or I thought it was maybe meat. I thought it was meat at first, but I think it was bread. Okay. But it might have been meat. Yeah. Either way, Mm -hmm. five chunks of one of those. Five chunks. Corn. And yes. then a large piece of dessert of some sort. Oh, yeah, like a pie. Like a pie. Were they wiping his mouth with a block of cheese? It was just a big sponge, I think. A sponge. I could not think what that could be besides <laughs> half a round of cheese. The back of it. <laughs> it's a big, big round sponge. It's blowing my mind. Okay. <laughs> like, is that know. right? I guess that's what people should be eating. One time, Is somebody- that all the nutrition you need? Is that all the nutrients? I, I still think nobody knows what we're supposed to be eating at any yeah. given time. A friend once posted on their Instagram story, hey, what's anybody eating for lunch? What are we supposed to eat for lunch? I have no <laughs> idea what lunch is. I don't know. Supposed to be. Nobody knows what lunch is supposed to be. Yeah. Because as a child, it's always a sandwich. Right. Every day it's a sandwich. Yeah. But in adulthood, we're sort of told like, 
you can't have a sandwich every day. <laughs> but, but we probably can. Yeah, why are people telling us that? I don't know. I also feel like that. And maybe I'm just saying that because I accidentally had bread for most of January and February. <laughs> Liana has been having a problem when she's only eaten bread for the I don't know how this for happened, 2023. it's sort of been only bread so far. <laughs> so maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm anti-sandwich right now. But nobody knows what to eat at any given time. Yeah. And I sort of wish somebody would just strap me to a chair and feed me whatever and, and be like, okay, that's it. Oh, and so, yes, what did I have for dinner last night? I, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Liana, you said, Sienna, maybe going through a gear machine will fix your scoliosis. That actually sounds amazing. I know. <laughs> I would love to be crunched up in that thing. Yeah. Oh, when he like whimsically. <laughs> yeah. I loved both times a guy went into a gear machine and yeah. sort of popped out somewhere. Because the first time Charlie Chaplin does it and it just looks like it's great for the spine. It looks like a chiropractic it looks like it feels amazing. Dream. And then the second time the guy pops out and it's just like when you're looking for like where your mini golf ball is going to come out when uh-huh. you put it into like a tube and you're not sure where it's going to pop out later. Uh-huh. That was that his boss like popping out at various points of the machine. <gasps> said here, said there. It was whimsical. There were certainly whimsical moments, but I was so anxious and bored <laughs> that it just didn't quite. Fascinating. Well, that leads me to another point of yours. Yeah. You've said... He's being very Harpo right now. When was he being extremely Harpo? The whole movie. He was so bad at every job that he was put in jail. (sighs) He ruined every workplace he entered into. Yeah. Which is exactly Harpo's energy. Yeah. Harpo does it on purpose. Harpo does it on purpose, though. It was starting to feel purposeful with Charlie. At one point, I was like, Charlie, get it together. I wrote that down. Yeah, actually, when he has his nervous breakdown, I guess, he really just starts, which I didn't realize at first that's what was happening. I mean, he just started being cuckoo. <laughs> sort of being like, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna screw every button I see, yeah. including a woman's boobs. He doesn't do it, but he chases after her. And that was the first time you go, sorry, what's going on here? <laughs> what kind of movie is this? Before that, though, he... he Screwed a woman's buttons, the buttons on, her. on the back of that one, the the assistant's skirt. That one, like a one-off of that. I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, and it wasn't as explicitly like on her ass cheeks sure. as the these buttons these were, were on this woman's buttons. nipples. Yes, which I've never seen on like an outfit <laughs> in the history of time. But for the sake of a gag, and she runs away from him. She's like, this man is trying to twist my nipples. Yeah, to a police officer. This movie, unfortunately, very pro cop extremely so pro cop charlie literally quells a prison riot or a prison break oh yeah and then yeah the prison ends up being like you're the best prisoner we've had i and then he's like i loved it there oh i wish i could go back to jail (laughs) that was funny they took such great care of me i was like uh what are you saying i don't think he had high standards what's anyone saying but it like for a movie that's supposed to be social commentary yeah, and then at the same I mean, time, it's it, also yeah. like, jail was the best. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, whose side are you on? Okay. Yeah, I feel like we should talk about cocaine. Yeah, you've written, I guess cocaine makes you behave boldly and then spin around a lot. <laughs> I think I saw a woman on cocaine once at a hockey game, and it was pretty much that. Really? <laughs> How did the you people know? around me were like, hmm, cocaine's a hell of a drug. And I was like, oh... Oh, that's what's happening. That explains why this energetic woman is being the way that she is. <laughs> yes, Liana, you said, I did not know you were allowed to joke about cocaine in 1936. I had no idea. I don't know if this is a case of one of those like self-produced movies or mm. something, because the jokes they were making, I was like, this does not don't feel... Think Mr. Hayes would be pleased. It just doesn't feel in line with the times. Uh-huh. The modern times. It does... <laughs> <laughs> Much to think about. <laughs> 
It did not feel like it was of the modern time. It felt too modern. Too much. For those times. Future times. <laughs> Later times. Here at Toss Popcorn, you've, if you've just tuned in, we are having a breakdown. <laughs> he ingests a pile of cocaine. <laughs> like Scarface levels Eats of it, cocaine. Sniffs it. Rubs Absolutely. it. Powders it into his blouse. For some reason. <laughs> Because he loves it. It makes him feel great. I Oh, I guess that's what it was. Yeah. What? Where else have we seen cocaine? Have, have we seen it elsewhere on the movie? In the list? I feel like it was in The Deer Hunter, but I could be wrong. I feel like so much of what we've watched has been such an obvious result of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. You said, why does this woman look so modern? Right. I think it's because they wanted her hair to look messy. And so she has like relatable beach waves uh. as... um. As Julio Torres would say. Oh, great. <laughs> they they kept doing shots of her that felt very much from another era of movie. Mm-hmm. It was kind of spooky. It was kind of spooky. She looked transported from today. Yeah. Into the banana times of the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when they ate those bananas. You wrote, you don't have to eat all of them at once. <laughs> they ate so many of them. It was stupid. I She's was like, like, oh, they're rationing. Oh, they're not rationing I them know. at all. She's and like, Papa, Papa, I know we haven't eaten in weeks, but I've found bananas. We have to talk about this family unit because it's her undisclosed. We assume legally an adult and then her two younger sisters yeah. and then their father who dies. How did he die? The, okay. Here's my understanding of how this man dies. He's in a crowd. The crowd disperses. He dies. <laughs> he really just sort of, he had one of those street deaths was, where you just sort of, it was a, street, of, death. It was a street, street death just, of the thirties, you know? That, that was kind of happening in the past. <laughs> Anybody above the age of mm, 45 could really just go at any time. Yeah. If you were in the and street, I, it was like I mean, you could die. Anytime. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he did. And then. And he did. And he did. <laughs> You'll catch your death. That's what happened. He caught his death. <laughs> Sienna, you said she had to be so barefoot for this film. I hope she's okay. I also saw this. And they were clearly just running around the streets of Los Angeles, by the way. There were certain moments where I was like, oh, yeah, that's sort of maybe Studio City. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right by where my brother lives. Like, <laughs> it Probably, was, yeah. It was very um, extremely L.A. vibes. Which is haunting. Except it- for that part where they live in a shack by a river. <laughs> which one foot deep. That's about a block away from Studio City. <laughs> She's like, here, let me take you. Come on. We're just going to walk over there. I found a place. It's a tiny hut. By a by a bog? He always ends up. There's like repeated gags that we've seen where he ends up in like a little tiny hut yeah. in his films. And he also ends up in a restaurant where a dog on a leash really fucks him up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind the repeated gags. I think stick with what you know. Throw what you know. Okay. We have to talk about this song. Now you've said the word offensive in describing it. Oh, and I'm intrigued. Well, not his gibberish part. Okay. It was, so before the waiters come out and they sing a very funny little ditty where they're like, we are the singing waiters, we're singing, <laughs> we, we serve potatoes. La, 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 la. And then after that, they sing a racist song. Oh my God, they do? Mm-hmm. It's oh, in the Jesus. background. Oh, really? But it's the only thing you can hear. And it's like, God damn it. What the fuck? Do you guys have to always do that? I learned through my reading today that Charlie Chaplin was one of four people who like financed the the creation of some production company and one of the other four was dw griffith what the fuck and i was like oh god i mean he was a big film guy absolute contemporaries totally Jesus. yeah that checks mm. out you can't forget that yeah american entertainment built on racism hand in hand a whole lot of it yeah fuck it's like a sick part of our history 
Anyway. Uh, okay, so the song he but sang. But then he sang a song. In sort of gibberish. That I you, guess you gibberish. T- took as Italian and I was like, oh, this is French. Oh, interesting. I was fully like, this man is singing the language of French. I heard Italian. Huh. And it wasn't until later that. that I was like, it was probably gibberish. It's sort of a litmus test. Like, what language do you hear yeah. when this man is singing? Sort of a Yanni Laurel situation. Whoa. <gasps> yes. Yanni, famously French, and Laurel, of course, Italian. <laughs> um, it was kind of a banger. I loved it. I really <laughs> loved it. I loved that. was that. the one part of the movie where I was like, yes! Yes! I sing, love this! Sing to me, King. Sing to me, Paolo. <laughs> it was yes, absolutely. It was yes. Also, his little dance before was very funny. It was the hottest he was in the whole film. When he was thrusting his ass around. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so forward. fun. And that was like, it was also not very little tramp. It was clearly Charlie Chaplin doing all the stuff he could do. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to do all my tricks. Well, it was like when Paul Newman was planking on a bicycle for no reason. Exactly. In Butch Cassidy. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. They just like put this in there. And truly, Charlie Chaplin was like, I just, guys, I have some, I have some last moves. I haven't shown the, uh, the audience yet. Yeah. We didn't have sound before, but now that I can sing... Yeah, I guess I will. It was a uh, compilation of footage of Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) Sort of found footage. This whole movie. Yeah, it's kind of what it felt like. (laughs) Yeah, it was a bit of a hodgepodge. (laughs) Wait, you did say a film that ends with a man telling a woman to smile. Chaplin was annoying to the very end. It was borderline the moral of the story somehow. You and you wrote that was actually really not helpful advice. <laughs> yeah. And they were out in the American desert. <laughs> I guess because it was in Los Angeles. Walking into the sunsets and we'll be fine. Yeah. He's like, all you have to do is make sure to smile and stop being sad. Really annoying. It was really annoying. And she was like, that's really helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I feel so much better. If I had just lost my job and was stuck with a man 21 years my senior mm-hmm. in the desert... No home to be found, no prospects, no money. Where are my sisters? We don't know, and apparently I don't care. (laughs) Haven't seen a banana in days. (laughs) And then a man tells me it's all going to be fine for some reason because we're going to get along and that I should remember to smile. I would run in the opposite direction until I hit a cactus. (laughs) Did you just find a nice little cabin by a swamp in your Los Angeles neighborhood? Better go start fixing that fixer-upper up. (laughs) We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Sienna, shall we twist the, the knob along into our segment, Badges and Tragedies? Where we award badges for fair wages and tragedies for quashed unions. I have a badge for this set piece with all the levers. Fun. Very fun. I have a badge for this corn. Oh, this corn. This corn. It really kept going. Yeah. Badge for the sound mixing. I thought they did a great job weaving in the music and the sound effects, timing all of it. I was impressed. Badge for whimsically traveling through these cogs. Mm-hmm. Like a little happy fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Badge for treatment rather than jail time. When he has his nervous breakdown, they cart him off to the hospital rather than to a prison. Wow. I know. Badge for, honestly, two badges for this boat gag. I laughed a lot at that. My next badge is for shipbuilding and this sort of RDJ's Sherlock Holmes boat moment. I don't understand that. In Sherlock Holmes starring Robert Downey Jr. Sure. The exact same thing happens. Really? A ship that's being built rolls off its stanchions or whatever into the harbor and they just have to watch it go they watch it sink just such then, a such a colossal flop yes, yes a colossal flop which is always fun badge for a department store sleepover a dream honestly fun honestly fun you said you telling me when you were a kid you never wanted to do that have a full sleepover in a store i once had a sleepover in a museum it was the scariest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> oh it's terrifying my final badge is a badge for this huge block of cheese in the restaurant? Yeah. Mm. Heck yeah. Oh, badge for opening champagne by shooting it with a gun. Fun. <laughs> um, badge for scrambling specifically on roller skates. When he realizes that there is a big hole and he starts being like scared. Yeah. This is really funny. Yeah. To watch somebody scramble on roller skates. Yeah. Badge for this roast duck scene, but also we may find it in my trages. Mm-hmm. Badge for... The singing waiters song, when the waiters come on and they sing about being waiters and they also say the word potatoes. I I loved that. That's everything you need. Badge for he is simply so talented. I <laughs> wish I was him. Oh, no. <laughs> and badge for these prison outfits are kind of slay. They were like denim oh, jumpsuits yeah. that you would buy from some like Big Bud Press in Los Angeles. Yeah. Is that a store? Yeah. They wow. sell like bucket hats and like jumpsuits. Oh, of course. Um, the, the modern woman's uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Trages. Trages. A trage for nut nipples. I said, whoa. No, no. No. I have a trage for, please do not 
sit on a black woman while comforting a crying white woman. My next trage was trage for stop sitting on this black woman. It was like you tried to build a picture of what's wrong with white feminism. Yes. Where like a black woman literally gets sat on yes. while he is trying to like wipe the tears oh of this God. crying young white waif. A hundred percent. Trage for uh, it's a bit weak uh, compared to your other films. Charlie, this one was not as strong. Trage for yikes. Her playing with the toys feels infantilizing. <laughs> when did she play with toys? When, before they put the roller skates on, he takes her into the toy room at the department store and she goes, in a way that really made her look like a child. He loves like, how that. old is this woman? Mm-hmm. Uh, trage for the roast duck scene. Ugh. I mean, it, it it did what it wanted to do and it was at times hilarious, but also, like you said, one of, like it was like a nightmare. Yeah. It really watch it happen. Trage for the gags are becoming a bit predictable. Mm. But then right after that, he funneled coffee through a duck's ass. And I was like, <laughs> honestly, did not see that coming. That took me by surprise. <laughs> and then, yes, my final trage is a trage for these movies feel like a nightmare where you can never get where you're trying to go. Yep. I don't think you would disagree. <laughs> I think you're right. It terrifies me to think of having a conversation with Charlie Chaplin. I don't think this is the kind of person you want to talk to. No. I don't think you get to talk in those conversations. Yeah. Some people are meant to to watch and real performers and artists, you don't need to interact with them on a human level. <laughs> they're never meet they're your heroes for the screen. Or people who you know sucked. Well, Liana, shall we move on to our next segment? Yes. Which of course we all know is how to pretend you've seen this film. Heck yeah. This is for you are, ooh, let's think. At your factory job? You are at the, at factory, the factory, at the assembly line, putting Henry the parts. Henry Ford himself uh-huh. has, has blessed it. Yep. Yes. Henry uh, Ford. <laughs> what was that? That is from Ragtime. <laughs> because Henry Ford is a character in the musical Ragtime. He has a whole song. See my people, well here's my theory of what this country is moving toward. Every worker a cog in motion. Well that's the notion of Henry Ford. Exactly. So you're there. <laughs> At the assembly line. You're there. And uh Henry comes up to oh you. Oh my gosh, yes. He himself probably loves this movie. He's saying to you. He's See going. my people. <laughs> He's starting to perform the song from Ragtime at you. He's saying to you, oh gosh, I love industry. I love it. I love industry. It's all I live for. It's all I think about. I wake up and I breathe and I eat industry for breakfast. The only thing that I love more than that is movies. Yes. And one movie that has both my things in one is the film Modern Times. (laughs) Have you seen it? Let me tell you all about it from step one to step 100. And to get Henry Ford to stop the machine of his movie explanation. Yeah. Here are a few (laughs) things that you can say to pretend that you've seen the film Modern Times. Modern Times. Intolerance. Yes, Henry, I have seen the film Modern Times. It was Charlie Chaplin's last film appearance as a little tramp. And honestly, it shows. Mm. Uh, Yes, Henry, I've seen Modern Times. I am 
Sorry, my energy's dipping a little bit. I just may need to, on my break, get some of that smuggled nose powder. Yes, Henry, I have seen Modern Times. That's a movie where Charlie Chaplin gets to do some different, goofier little performances than he was able to do in earlier films of his that we saw. Almost as if he was giving a last hurrah. Henry, I've seen Modern Times, the scene where a housewife skips back into her home with glee after wishing her husband well at his day job, is really uh, what I am really exactly going to look like as soon as I leave this conversation. <laughs> la, 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 la. Yes, Henry, I have seen Modern Times. You can really get the Depression era essence from this film as it grapples with the issues of unemployment and the pitfalls of industry. Industry. Oh, yes, Henry, I've seen Modern Times. It includes a sentence that sort of sums up my experience at Pride last summer. A pretty girl and a gay old man flirted on the boulevard. <laughs> the song he didn't get to sing. <laughs> oh, there were parts of this I loved. Mm. When he flung those cufflinks off, that was... Funny. It was. It funny. really pissed me off, but it was really funny. The man is funny. Yeah. And now that you have pushed Henry onto the assembly line, mm -hmm. and he has been turned into a <laughs> shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he has been turned into a shoe. <laughs> then you. We can now move on to our next segment, mm. which is designed to save you time. Yes. Ooh, boy, the man would like that. Absolutely. You'll need that when clocking in and clocking out at your modern times industry job. <laughs> uh, should you watch this or in which we tell you if we think you should watch this movie or if you should do something else with your modern time? I have one. Go. <laughs> no, I don't think you need to watch modern times. I think there are better silent films out there. If you are looking for something that includes a man being great at physical comedy... I would recommend you check out any one of Reese Darby's stand-up comedy specials. Aww. He is a perfect New Zealand comedian who is so good at physicality and so fun at sound effects, etc. One of them is called Mystic Time Bird. They're anywhere on the internet. You can find them. He's in the show Our Flag Meets Death on HBO Max, which recently wrapped filming on season two. He's a delight. He's the best. And I don't think he's made anybody's life hell while on set. There's no way. If that happened, I'd... I'd be so sad. It'd be over. I've seen him live, baby. I once ate a salad right near him. <laughs> wow. So, and he seemed lovely. And he has great legs. He does have great legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sienna, what would you say? Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... She was previously nodding on the episode. Now this was sort of a, a wide berth of a shrug. Yeah. Uh... No, you do not have to watch this film. I'm going to recommend instead watching another one. If you're trying to watch a Charlie Chaplin movie, I actually wouldn't recommend this one. It's it's fine. It's, it's fun. The one scene that people will reference from this movie, if you're like, oh, I want to get the gist of it, is, I believe, in the factory, the, the feeding machine scene mm -hmm. is the one that I was shown. That's the part with the corn that I thought was very funny. So if you're trying to like get a glimpse, you can watch that. Um, otherwise... Which one did we think was the most fun of his? Probably. I loved the gold rush. The gold rush. Very cute dog. Yeah. And a very hot dance. And a donkey. Okay. Donkey. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you could watch the gold rush instead. Or just clips of him. I really like some of his gags 
a lot. Mm. But look up like a compilation of his gags and you got it right there. Liana, what would you rate this film? Ugh. I'm so sorry. I simply just did not care for it. That's okay. I think I'm going to give it two duck's asses out of five. I still respect the physical prowess that it takes to do these gags. And, you know, somebody threw their whole production into that set. <laughs> Other than that, it really felt like a waking stress dream. Right. Yeah. How about you? Um, I always enjoy these movies, especially compared to other movies in the world. Sure. <laughs> a silent movie full of goofs and gags? Yeah. I'm always going to give two thumbs up. I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5, which is actually pretty low for yeah. one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, 3.5 out of 5 tummy upsetting tees. I did not think it was his best work ever. Mm-hmm. Interesting, but not the best. Mm-hmm. And there was like a racist song in it. Like, don't that's crazy. do that. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, the end. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say, actually. And there you go, everyone. That has been our review of what I hope was the last Chaplin film on this list, because I've seen enough <laughs> at this point. I haven't. <sighs> that was Modern Times. We have been tossed popcorn. We are all over social media in these modern times at Instagram, at tossed popcorn on Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, patreon.com slash tossed popcorn. Mm-hmm. If you feel like tossing us a subscription, we put so much effort into that bonus content. So it is worth your while to sign up. Also, if you want to invite us to your weddings, we recently went to a wedding. Thank you to our listener, Grace, for inviting us. Hell yeah. Uh, and if anybody else, you know, we, we were great. We were great guests. We will come to your wedding. <laughs> we will. All you have to do is invite us. Mm-hmm. We will be there. And join us next week when we will be watching... The Wild Bunch. What? I don't... I'm thinking... I'm having a lot of thoughts. Oh! (laughs) Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye! You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. <gasps> when, what time were what those time? times? Whose times were those? I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.